welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. So how are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope this week has been better for you. I'd like you to remember that we now have the Mary Max store, and we invite you to visit there and see the various collections that I've put together to help yourself, or to give as a gift for someone who is grieving. They're lovely presents, and I hope you will take a look at store.marymac.info, or you can go to marymac.info and you'll see the Store tab on the top menu. Remember that partial proceeds from all the products we sell, all the sales that are made, Go to benefit the Foundation for Grieving Children, Inc., which I began many years ago. Thanks for doing that for me. Now today I want to talk to you about the grieving process after we've experienced the death of a beloved friend. Now some people won't be able to understand why you are hit so hard when your friend dies but this is usually because they themselves have never lost such an amazing person in their life that was other than a family member. So they might make light of it and try to make you feel as though you have no right to feel the way you do. They make you feel like it's not natural or normal to feel all you are feeling after someone so special in your life has died. And your boss might not understand, and you'll have to use your personal time to attend the funeral. Just because they don't have the correct label in their eyes, a label such as mother, father, sister, brother, child, that your grief cannot be as overwhelming as it is. And, of course, they would be wrong. Because as I've said in previous episodes, it is not the label a certain person has been bestowed, it is the relationship. You may have had a grandparent who lived with you since you were a child, and you saw and interacted with them each day. You had breakfast with them, played games with them, they might have been there for you when you got home from school as was the case with both my grandmothers. They may have even cooked your meals while your parents were out working. Also, my experience. When they die, we feel a tremendous void because we miss their presence, their touch, their love, the comfort they brought you when things just didn't go right. That relationship was precious to you. 
Unlike if your grandparent lived 3,000 miles or even a country away, somewhere around the world from you. Yes, they were connected to you, but in name only. You didn't get the daily interaction with them. You didn't have the touch, feel, love, and connection that you might have had if they lived closer. So what I'm trying to convey here is that it isn't the label, it's the relationship. And just because your grandparent who lived 3,000 miles away had an appropriate familial label, it doesn't mean you will grieve their death to the same degree as one who lived with you and you grew up with. And the same is with a friend. They don't have the familial label, but the relationship you had with them was more deep, defined, and loving than your grandparent who lived 3,000 miles away. They didn't have a fancy label. They didn't really have what some would consider the appropriate label. But to you, that person may have been the larger-than-life person in your world. They were the one who you connected with like no one else. They were the one who held you when your other family members died. They were the one who knew your secrets and kept them. They were there when everything was going wrong in life, and they somehow made it right with touch and talk. They knew you like no other, and you were so grateful that they were in your life. As we age, we realize that it is more important to have a few close friends than many acquaintances. Superficial connections with so many. The people we have on our social media accounts are superficial. Anyone can say anything there, and we'll never know if it's true. We might have thousands of followers, but do we even know any of them? Maybe a handful you have actually interacted with. Maybe even met. But most are just there, sometimes to make you feel good that you have connections to others. Yet those aren't true relationships. Face-to-face, hold me when I'm hurting relationships. They are just images on a screen that make us believe they care about us. But truly, who among them really cares about us on a regular basis? So when we actually experience the death of a real friend, one whom we sat with over dinner, whom we met for coffee or tea or a drink, and spoke openly about life, the good, bad, and the ugly, whom we realized really had our back when things got tough, those are the people whom we grieve for. A friend who spoke the words you might not have been able to speak. You looked to them for guidance when you were confused and overwhelmed. She or he was the one you knew you could turn to and reach out to when all hell was breaking loose. Sometimes friendships develop slowly over several years or come together swiftly given a particular situation. What makes a friendship so special is that we choose our friends, 
unlike a relative. They may have become your best buddy, your best girlfriend, your neighbor, whom you've raised your young ones with, your business colleague with whom you shared golf and other hobbies, your fishing buddies, the friends whom you shared other activities with, like Bible study or other religious events, even older friends in your neighborhood or retirement home who've meant so much to you. Maybe they were your dance partner, your exercise partner, or the friend whom you had a standing date with each week to just relax with over a drink to wind down the week. And if that friend happened to be someone you loved romantically, and didn't yet have the label of boyfriend, girlfriend, fiancé, husband, or wife, that grief you feel will cut deeper than you realize, too. Unrequited love, or the inability to show or engage in the love you have for another, is something that is very painful. You didn't have the chance to build on that love, and now you won't have that chance. You think of all that you didn't get to do together, all the experiences that will never happen now. You may have thought that you would perhaps marry, and you dreamt of all that was to come. But now, you are left thinking how those experiences will never come to pass, leaving you broken-hearted and wondering if they would have been your soulmate. When a friend dies, you are grieving that special person and also the unique relationship you had with them. No one can replace that relationship and memories of the wonderful experiences you had together. They allowed you to be who you are in all your quirky self, your silly self, your unique self, your serious self. So here is what I want you to know. You have every right to grieve the death of a beloved friend just as if they had the correct label as a family member. Cry, scream, wail. You may be in shock, disbelief, feel angry. Bargain with God for just a few moments more with them. Maybe even feel depressed and lonely, just as you may have felt for others who died before them. You are going through the various stages of grief, and that is perfectly okay. And while their family will lead the funeral planning, there is no reason why you can't ask to speak at the funeral if they are offering that option. You can always write something meaningful about them and pointing out stories that many others may not know about them that only you two shared. Funny stories, touching stories. You might also create a poster board filled with your favorite photos and bring it with you to display at the wake, funeral, or memorial service. People will be so grateful you did that. If you're invited back to the family's home or some other gathering, do go. Take time to comfort their family and other friends.
tell your stories, show your photos. And if you become emotional, so be it. This is no time to hold back your emotions. You are feeling them, and you have every right to feel them. And when others at the gathering also feel them, you can hug them and comfort them and tell them how sorry you are for their loss, because remember, they also had a relationship with your friend, and it was unique and special to them also. And who knows, you might just make a new friend there who also loved the person who died, and you could begin connecting with them over your mutual loss, compare wonderful stories, and build something new with them. If you see a number of their friends, you might like to suggest you all get together at a later time to process all that has happened. It will give all of you the time you need to grieve together, whether online or in person. You might find some ways to memorialize your friend. Could it be the planting of a beautiful flowering tree in your backyard and inviting their family, friends, and your other friends? Each time that tree blossoms, it will remind you of them and the wonderful times you spend together. And when the weather is nice, sitting under it with your journal, recording all your feelings that particular day about them. This could be a very soothing way to remember them. When my grandmother first died, I would pack a lunch and a blanket, take the train out to the cemetery on Long Island, lay out the blanket and sit near her gravesite. I just talked to her and remind her of the time we did this or that, and it comforted me. Sometimes I'd lay down and look up at the sky and remember our wonderful times together. I'd also write in my journal there. When she first died, my mother put together a collage of photos of her, which we brought to the wake for all to see. Everyone enjoyed them. Even my own friends came to offer their condolences and hugs, and that helped me so much. So you see, love comes to us in so many forms and in so many people. Our friends comfort us and guide us and teach us and learn from us too. They are a part of our lives for a season. Sometimes that season is short and sometimes long, even a lifetime. They share our happy moments and our sad. They are there for us even when we, or they, don't have all the answers. But the one thing that sets apart a friend from an acquaintance is that they are real, they are genuine, they are authentic. There is no pretense there. They are who they are, and you are who you are, and each of you accepted each other as is. That's what makes your relationship so special, so unique. You gave as much as you took, and at certain times in your life, you gave more than you took, and you were fine with that because they were having a hard time at that point, and you were happy to help and perhaps they help you 
at certain times too. Those are the times ultimate bonds are made. They stick you together like glue, and you are grateful for them. They were the ones you called first when you were dealing with an issue, and you knew you could call them at any time of the day or night, and they'd answer. And if they couldn't pick up, they let you know they would call you later, when they could really listen to all you needed to say. Maybe it was a sweet text to let you know they were thinking of you. They really didn't expect a response, but you had this smile on your face and let them know it. Maybe you were the one to send that kind text, and now you sit with your phone and reminisce of all your text threads together, and you make it a point to save them on your computer or in the cloud for all time. And of course, don't forget to save all the videos they are in. It might be painful to watch them now, but there will be nothing more comforting than to hear them, see them, in all their glory at a future time when you are missing them most and are able to watch them. And how wonderful would it be to make a compilation or have someone make a compilation of all these videos they are in? to share at their one-year anniversary with their family and all their other friends. If new videos emerge once you share yours, you can always add them along the way to celebrate their life. There is also no doubt that how your friend died will play a significant part in how you grieve and for how long you grieve. If their death was a result of a long illness, perhaps a chronic illness, you saw them through all the pain and treatments and struggle. You might feel relieved for them that they are no longer suffering, even though you miss them terribly. Don't feel guilty about this. They suffered, and you're grateful they are not suffering any longer. And if they died suddenly, in a car crash, from a stroke or heart attack, perhaps they were murdered by a person or in a drunk driving crash, or even took their own life, your grief will be overwhelming because it blindsided you, and never did you think they would instantaneously leave you. That was never on your radar, never in your thoughts. And when someone dies suddenly, it shocks us to the core. So please know you may need more help here. And in other episodes, I've invited you and encouraged you to speak with a trained individual who mans the crisis hotlines and helplines all over the world so you have someone who will understand your pain. There is no reason why you can't call there. Many times, especially in the beginning of your grief, when it is raw and you are inconsolable because you can't understand how something like this could happen. So whether their death was anticipatory or sudden, call these folks. They are amazing and you can vent and release all the pent-up sorrow you're carrying.
I will leave the link to the crisis resource page on my website, marymac.info, in the show notes. In life, we are blessed with many people who grace our lives. Some we will develop meaningful relationships with, others just superficial. Among our most prized possessions are the deep friendships we make throughout our lives. Some will be with us and grieve for our death, but some will leave before us and we will grieve theirs. We are all on this earth for a season. We never know how long that season will be. But if we have made good friends with others, we should count ourselves blessed. And although you wish they could be with you now, may you always remember this. Your friend loved you. They cherished you for all you shared, all you gave them, all they gave you. No one can ever take that connection from you. For as long as you live, that love will remain in your heart. And as you move through the years ahead in your life, every once in a while their memory will come up. And you can pop out that collage of photos you put together in a big frame. Maybe it's still on your wall. And you can talk to them and let them know all that's going on. They are still alive for you whenever you bring them to mind. So honor your friendship. Feel all you are feeling. Plant a flowering tree. Give to your favorite charity in their honor. You already know mine is the Foundation for Grieving Children, Inc., which I started many years ago, which you can find at www.foundationforgrievingchildren.org. This may be the first loss for you. It might be the most difficult one so far in your life. Whatever it may be, know that if they could speak with you now, they'd be saying, Thank you. Thank you for your love and friendship. Thank you for all you brought into my life. Thank you for being there through the toughest times. I will always love you. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. I know you still think this is wacky, but please do it for me anyway, okay? so much for listening in today and share my podcast with those who may benefit from this knowledge. Remember to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. If you'd like to leave a comment on this episode, 
go to my site marymac.info and let your heart share what it needs to share in my blog for episode 66. For gifts for yourself and others who are grieving, visit the Mary Mac store. And remember to sign up for my private list so we can stay in touch. You will receive my free book as well. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.